0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast here on a Thursday. Harrison Wind hosting again, joined by my guy. You know him from every podcast in the DNVR universe by now. DNVR Bets, the DNVR Draft Show, DNVR Broncos podcast. He's also our resident international NBA scout, That's right. Andre Simone.
1: That's right. Yeah, Harrison, hyped to do this. This is like going back to almost the BSN days here.
0: We've done a lot of pods together. We haven't well, done one in a while, though. Just uh, me and you. Just the
1: two of us, I know. Straight yeah. up. This has been fun. Have you enjoyed this week? I've liked all your guests.
0: We've had some good guests on this week. Uh, my guy Swypa, Yep. Andy Bailey offered some hot takes. Um, superstar Dev, of course, popped in for a show. Yes. Um, it's been a good week so far, but but now I got you, man. So So thanks for
1: coming on. That's right. I hope to live up to the the rest of the people you've had on this week. Yeah, I'm excited. How's this off season treating you? Is it finally feeling like an off season?
0: Yes, yes. Finally, um, summer league was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. as as you saw, yeah, I'm pissed. I'm still pissed you weren't out there with us. We we need we needed our our bets guy out in Vegas. You know, but um,
1: I know it was good. I probably would have lost too much money on the Nuggets anyways, so that's a good
0: thing. Yeah. yeah. Hyped to have you on today, man. Uh, A lot of betting content on today's show. We're going to go over some of our best offseason bets for the Nuggets, our best offseason bets for the NBA. I've got a bunch lined up here. I know you've got some as well, and then uh, at the end of the show, I'm going to throw out some of my... Long shot bets, some ridiculous long shots that you probably shouldn't bet on, but that kind of yes. caught my eye as I was browsing the lines on bet three, six, five. That's where all of our uh, lines and bets will come from today. Um, first off, man, just want to get your thoughts on the Nuggets offseason, though. Um, I mean, you've been sitting back and watching. You saw the draft, Yeah. how the Nuggets handled free agency. Uh, not the most active free agency, but you know they re-signed somebody from last year's team, a couple guys from last year's team, brought in a, a couple vets. Um, the draft, of course. Yeah. Are you higher or are you lower on the Nuggets after free agency, after the draft, than you were before? Do you think?
1: Um, I think it's ebbed and flowed to where in the finals before the draft before we were even in draft season the finals seeing them make these trades to add more draft picks and stuff i was very intrigued by what calvin booth and this front office is doing it's an almost it's not what you see in the nba ever from a contender but it's not that dissimilar to what a lot of teams will do in the nhl and especially nfl in like, you know, like the chiefs, they traded Tyreek Hill and they're like, we're just going to add draft picks. We're going to make this roster a little deeper, a little deeper, a little cheaper, and a little more flexible that way. And, you know, they won a Super Bowl last year um, that way. So I'm very intrigued that in an NBA where you never see this from a big contender, especially because usually the contenders are big money contenders with like a 30 plus year superstar. And they got to capitalize on like a, max a two-year window Mm -hmm. um i'm really intrigued by what the nuggets are doing there and then i mean the draft itself had all these points to get into that have me just fascinated free agency was a bit of a bummer um bruce i i think we knew was out but i was counting on uncle jeff coming back which i know sounds stupid but did feel like you know i mean it's one of those guys that was part of that eight-man rotation in the playoffs so the more you yeah. can bring back, the more you feel good about that. And um, so I, I think going into the draft and the offseason, I was maybe even higher. And now I've gotten back to being like the same as I was in the in that championship glow. You know, I still, the beauty is the rest of the NBA, there's no one who I feel like has significantly closed the gap. And even just looking at the future moves ahead, I'm not sure I'm scared that anyone, you know, like what's the move out there that has me scared as a Nuggets fan?
0: Right. Yeah. I'd say I'm pretty much with you. Um, Free agency initially got a little lower on the Nuggets. Naturally the draft and after summer league, I'm a little higher than I was. So I think that even to like about the same as I was coming off the season, Um, losing Bruce Hurts, of course. I put out a tweet last night because I was just thinking of the year that Bruce Brown had in Denver. Mm -hmm. He had a hell of a year, man. He had a hell of a year. Listen to all these things he did this year. Averaged a career high in points and minutes. Played golf almost all year round. Good golf. (laughs) Won a championship. Got drunk off Rakia with Nikola Jokic in Vegas. Wow. Tripled his career earnings. He played guard, his natural position, not power forward like he did in Brooklyn, which he hated. Right, and he pissed off Lakers fans. Like he had an absolute banner year as a Denver sports athlete, man. I
1: don't know if you could have a
0: better year than that.
1: He's uh, the Harrison Wind of Denver sports. He's like you. You published a book. You smoked uh, cigars in the championship locker room. You. Pumped out banger tweets and banger articles. He's the Harrison Wind of uh, of the NBA. I mean, insane year. And he just fit so seamlessly. That versatility is just going to be impossible to replicate. Um, yeah. I do that there was a point in the offseason where I I sold myself on Reggie for a second. Because Reggie did have a really good year with the Clippers the year prior to last season.
0: I mean, now two years ago,
1: right? Remember he was like, he was dueling it out with like, was it LeBron at the end of a game where he was like the guy for the Clippers. He was basically in what the Westbrook role ended up being for the Clippers Mm -hmm. last season um, and had some really high scoring games. The bitch with Reggie is his percentages are just always horrible. And that's where he's kind of an awkward fit with this team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're probably thinking about the 2021 playoffs when he averaged 18 points a game, yes, in the playoffs, right? Um, and I mean, he lived up to the name Mr. June, but um, yeah, Reggie, like a lot of people were very perplexed at them bringing Reggie Jackson back, and like the more people you talk to, um, the more you can kind of see why it happened. Like, first of all, I think the Nuggets are banking on him being better than he was last season just yeah. from the fact that he's on the team for a full offseason and he's going to be with the team for a training camp. If people really discount how hard it is to join a championship contender, yes. like a top tier championship contender as a buyout guy. Yeah, um, That's tough. And another thing like another reason why the nuggets brought him back is because and this might have had a little to do with them losing jeff green but they love the presence that reggie jackson is in the locker room they love how he coached up the young guys last year after he got here like they love how positive and supportive and um just kind of the tone he carries into the locker room and um they know he's not going to be a disruptor there. They know he's going to be a positive influence, you know, behind the scenes. So I think that was another big reason why. And with all the young guys that they brought in, you know, the three rookies all on regular contracts who could all play at times of the season, especially Jalen Pickett, Hunter Tyson. I, I feel like they thought Reggie would be a positive influence from that way. So, um, I think I'll start the year at back a point guard. Who knows how the year will go from there? But um I'm I have hope that that he'll be better than he was last season. Like I I I feel pretty strongly that he's definitely not gonna be worse or and I'd be a little surprised if he was as bad as he was last year.
1: Yeah, you'd think you'd think they'll give him his chances, and I mean, it's it's there. that that wasn't that eighteen point playoffs wasn't five years ago. You know, that was like a, a cal- just over a calendar year ago. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's still in there, but him playing more Nuggets ball is what's going to be really interesting. What do you make of these two way guys they've added in the last? I don't know two weeks. I'm intrigued by Jay Huff. Not yeah. as intrigued about Braxton Key.
0: Um, Jay Huff, I mean, he's an insane shot blocker. Like, that yeah. is his NBA skill blocking oh. shots. Average more than three blocks a game in the G League or around three blocks a game. He's got a good shot too. Now, like, I don't think the odds are that they're gonna be legit guys with the Nuggets this year or going forward, but I'm I'm actually a little intrigued by Jay Huff. And I mm-hmm. think the Nuggets are a little excited about him, too. Um, you know, best, 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 best case scenario, which he's not going to be, is Brooke Lopez. Uh, he's that kind of archetype. Yeah. You know, most likely scenario, he's probably on the Nuggets and then another team next year. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued by Jay Huff. What, what about you?
1: The stretch shot blocker is low-key a type they've gone after in the Yoke years. But has yeah. yet to work out. Tyler Lydon, Bull Bull, the guys who stand out most to me as like guys who plausibly had a deep shot. And like the second thing on the scouting report was good shot blocker. Tyler That's Lydon, where...
0: man, that yeah. weak side protection in that 2 Dude, 3 Sarah two, 2 zone, three. people still talk about it. That's right, do they?
1: Um... <laughs> no. They know they don't. They don't. <laughs> I was gonna say over some drinks about like how could we have ever thought Tyler Lydon was something. Um, so Jay Huff, who knows, maybe at a much lower cost than those other two, could finally be that prototype that kind of fits. I'm, I'm intrigued. To me, it is a prototype that would make a lot of sense to have on this team as someone who can give you more shot blocking, but also has a plausible shot and doesn't completely compromise the spacing unlike my boy kamigate what a terrible month for him
0: Dude, how how disappointed are you with kamigate showing at summer league because i know like international guy you're you've obviously been locked in on him the that's last right. couple of years how how disappointing was that for you
1: the wemby destroyer man oh just that really broke my heart it broke my heart because that's another type i'd love is that bouncy dunker spot defense first type of big to have on this team because i i like maybe no one else uh think back to how fun it was with farid with yoke for a little bit there you know sometimes you just want to see yoke throw alley oops and guys finish those with ferocious dunks i'm not sure Kamagata is that guy i was really bummed out man he's gonna have a great opportunity um in milan my hometown team and i loved what um, you know the assistant GM when you guys had him on the pod was talking about yeah. how huge that experience is going to be for him in the Euro League. Um, and and I mean we love defensive bigs. Uh, Ettore Messina does, so he fits that type. He's just going to have a hard time getting like. There's no guarantee he's not like the second big coming off the bench, even in that scenario. And oh, if really? that's the case, I worried he, we just never see him.
0: So who's playing in front of him?
1: Do you know? For, I mean, uh, there's always, like, they're almost like college teams, European pro teams, like, at the big, longest contracts, usually two years, and they're flipping around. So I'm not sure who they have on, but they had a former Barcelona big on um, last season, who I think is on the way out. Uh, Voigtman, who's this huge, like, center, who's a real stretch big. He's literally terrible. They have Cal Hines, who's an undersized, like one of the best bigs in Euroleague history, an American guy who's been in Europe for like, you know, he's in his 40s almost. And then Nico Melli, who's more of a power forward, but he's a ah, defensive big. Um, but they're, they're loaded up on that front court. And then there's a couple other Italians they might have to have on the roster. So it's pretty crowded between power forward and center.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- the Nuggets hope with him and just from talking to people around the team, this is what they've said is that like they hope him going from playing in France to playing in Italy under Messina in like a more physical style of play against more physical competition. Like that makes him tougher. Like Mm -hmm. they want to see him get tougher and play more physical and just play a little, little meaner, you know? Yeah. Like that's what, that's what I was most disappointed about from summer league with yeah, he just didn't, he didn't have that edge to him that, that mm-hmm. he needed to play with. So
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. What about, um, what about the rookies? Which of the three draft picks are you most excited about after summer league
1: on the nuggets? Yeah. Um, after summer leagues a really intriguing one. I think I'm back on Strother who, uh, mm. I just think it's going to have a a nice path to some minutes in in this season. I was very intrigued by how he was getting to the hoop more, you know, using that size he has. Obviously, you're a huge fan of the floater, but, um, you know, we were seeing him not just relying on that floater, but being able to get to the cup. And that shot's pure, man. I mean, the size is there and... I think defensively, he might not be the stiff we kind of thought coming out of Gonzaga.
0: Well, he tries defensively. Yeah, like he tries. He puts out effort, and I don't know if he knows what he's doing defensively off ball right. Right. specifically, but I mean, he tries, which I love to see. And my biggest takeaway from watching Stroud at summer league is like he is does not just want to be a guy who sits at the three point arc and mm-hmm. fires him up. Yep. He wants to be like an actual basketball player which was cool to see, and um, he was ice cold his first couple games from three, but uh, I was never worried about his shot, and then he heated up the last two games. He's going to be a great shooter in the NBA. Like, very confident about
1: that. 100%. How about Hunter Tyson, though? Crazy, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean, first team all-summer league. Probably could have gotten some MVP consideration. If you look at summer right? league efficiency, Uh that's sick of behavior. But <laughs> I mean, actually like Cam Whitmore, I don't know if he was efficient enough to be summer league MVP anyways. Yes. But um, Hunter, Hunter Tyson, man, like he, I've said this before. He just plays basketball and he doesn't have a ton of weaknesses to his game. He's just a really good basketball player. And it blows my mind that other GMs weren't able to see that in the draft. Calvin Booth, I really wonder if he's running laps and lapping other GMs by just picking good basketball players that might not have star level upside, but are going to be role players in this league for 10 years. I I really wonder if he's found a market inefficiency and is lapping other GMs who continue to look for the one and done guy who could be an all-star one day, but nine times out of ten isn't. They they found a great basketball player in Mm -hmm. Hunter Tyson. They just did.
1: Yeah. It's very it's a little bit what Memphis has been praised for doing the little couple the last couple years. It's kind of what the Heat have done, not so much in the draft, but with the undrafted free agent market. Where it's just like, yeah, we're just finding guys who can play. Like we're not going to get too caught up in the traits and the measurables and the like the shiny stuff you can project and just find guys who check off the boxes and can actually get on an NBA court.
0: Yeah. Let's hit a break. And then on the other side, going to get into some of our best nuggets off season bets. I got a bunch lined up. I know Andre does too. Uh, We will get to that in one second. I got to tell you guys about factor meal kits, brand new sponsor Mm -hmm. here at DNVR. Make sure to check these guys out because look, man, I know I never have time to cook. Yeah. We're running around all day at the office, at home, running errands, doing shows. Wouldn't it be nice if you just had a great meal, healthy, great yeah. ingredients, fresh, never frozen, that you could just keep in your fridge and then pop into your microwave for two minutes and then eat and be ready to go? That's what Factor Meal Kits is. Uh, so get set up with these guys right now. Go to factormeals.com slash dnvrnugs50 dnvr n u 50 Get 50% off uh, your order at factormeals.com uh, Factor Meals, like I said, you can just keep them in your fridge when you okay. get home. You pop them in your microwave. Two minutes, good to go. And they've got like great stuff too. Uh, filet mignon, shrimp risotto green cool. goddess chicken like gourmet restaurant high quality meals that you just microwave you can put them in your oven too but you can just microwave them when you get home good to go in two minutes they taste great they're healthy good with whatever diet you're on uh, so check these guys out factormeals.com dnvr nugs 50 dnvr nugs 50 get 50 percent off your entire order That's that's a huge discount, 50% off your entire order at factormeals.com. Also, make sure to check out Shady Rays for the summer. We were just all out in Vegas, and uh, Shady Rays hooked us up with sunglasses. We needed them. We absolutely needed them. Uh, Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two-plus pairs of Polar S sunglasses rated five stars by 250,000 people. This is their best deal of the season. For DNVR listeners, use the code DNVR 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Just go to their website. They have so many styles. They got a style for everybody. You can also check them out in person if you want to try your sunglasses on. Park Meadows Mall, they have a location. Full stop shop for all things Shady Rays, but go to shadyrays.com, use the code DNVR 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. All right, back here, DNVR Nuggets podcast, Thursday edition, Harrison Wind and Andre Simone. Let's get into some Nuggets bets, man. I mean, you're our guy when it comes to this stuff, and it's peak off season, so a perfect time to dive into bets uh, for next year. I'll let you go first. What's the top bet you've got on the the Nuggets? For the Nuggets. What do you got right now?
1: Am I crazy for loving Christian Brown plus 7,500, I believe it is, to win sixth man of the year, a complete wide-open award? I mean, yes, yes, you've got the Christian Brown agenda, and yet it might be too hot for you, too. Uh, There's no clear-cut favorite outside of Emmanuel Quigley, I guess? Um, I guess Malik Monk. There there are some decent candidates. But the sophomore glow-up from a guy who played important playoff minutes and is going to get back to the regular season and be like, oh, this is a piece of cake. He should be the sixth man coming off the bench. I think all the other awards, there's going to be some Nuggets fatigue. But in this one, I don't think you'll see all that much Nuggets fatigue. I just... I mean, I'm not saying like this is a, a walk or anything, but I just think plus 7,500, it should probably be closer to plus 1,000, plus 2,000. Dude, he is
0: so low down on this list. He's in it's a crazy. category with TJ McConnell, who yep. like, I don't even think has a team right now. He might, I think, <laughs> still on the Pacers, maybe. I don't even know. And uh, like Trey Mann of, the thunder who's actually plus 7500 as well here's the thing like bruce brown was not even in consideration for six man of the year last year and he was incredible yeah um how many points would christian brown have to average to garner consideration <sighs> like i i would definitely think 13 14 15 mm-hmm. At the minimum, right?
1: Yes, yes. It's not impossible, Harrison.
0: It's not. I mean, the reason why, like, you might want to put a unit on this is that this is wide open. Like, this field is wide, wide open for six yes. man of the year. The top three are Emmanuel Quickly, who almost won it. Or wait, who who even won six man of the year last year?
1: Oh, I'm forgetting. I think. Um... Did Derek? Brogdon. It was, was Malcolm it Brogdon? Brogdon. Okay, there you go. It was
0: Malcolm Brogdon, who's got the second lowest odds. Quickly's the highest. Who was the runner-up last year? So he's definitely the favorite. It's just like the names at the top of this list. Not much excitement there. Malik Monk, who I actually like, yes. plus sixteen hundred yeah. is fourth. I actually like that. Same. Um, but maybe a unit on Christian Brown could be fun. I don't mind yeah. that.
1: Yeah, come on. Um, I mean, there's guys like Grady Dick ahead of him.
0: Like, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> they're
1: both That's former crazy. Kansas guys. Like, He's definitely a better bet than Grady
0: Dick. Yeah. I just don't know if Christian Brown's going to score enough. And scoring is the first, Yeah, seems like, parameter to winning six-man mm-hmm. of the year.
1: Yeah, fair point. All
0: right, let me get to my number one bet. Do it. Nikola Jokic, MVP.
1: Okay. Okay. He's
0: plus 475. He's the favorite. I still think those are great odds. Those are great odds for Nicole Jokic MVP. Here's why they've got the new 65 game minimum right now. He's going to yes. play it. Yes. And there are other MVP candidates who are not. Joel Fair Embiid's point. not going to play 65 games. Other guys, Kevin Durant always gets hurt. Like yeah. the other top MVP candidates have injury and load management stuff that's going to be happening around them. Nikola Jokic, they will rest him, but he's going to play 65 games. But the biggest reason why is because the voters are definitely going to have some shame about not voting him MVP last year. That's
1: a good angle. And
0: then him going out and winning The net NBA championship, the freaking Larry O.B., and they're gonna be like, Man, we we just should have given it to him last year, even though I'm fine. Embiid won it, I think Embiid was deserving last year with how you took the last month off. I'm fine with that. Yep, but Nicole Jokic is gonna put up monster numbers. The Nuggets are gonna be a great team in the West, top one, two, three seed guaranteed, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. he's going to put up great stats with ridiculous efficiency. They're going to be an unreal offense. They're going to win a ton of games. And in the back of everybody's mind, they're going to be like, man, we should have given it to him last year. Let's give it to him this year.
1: I think this is probably going
0: to be the, the, like the worst odds he has all season. Like it's only going to get shorter. I think plus four fifty.
1: God, you just made a great case. I kind of felt like four, there's going to be some. Right. There's going to be some nugs fatigue. But you're I mean, he's just a walking 25, 10 and nine. You know, like, I
0: think he's going to average a triple double this year. I think his scoring is going to be down, but he's going to get the assists, which he was just real close to, but didn't quite get last year. Right. He's going to average a triple double. The efficiency is going to be insane. Maybe not 70% true shooting percentage, but high 60s probably. Yeah. yeah. I I just think like this is a quality bet at plus 475, even though he's the favorite, even though he's got the shortest odds. I just think it's he's going to be in the conversation. So I think this would be a good time to get a bet in.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the beauty is Bet365, you sign up, they give you $200 in bonus bets like that. So you have plenty to play with. And it's true. It's the rest of the field. Who's really scaring me? Like, whose year Uh, is it really? Like, who's due to have that breakout and get their MVP this year?
0: So Luca 600. Everybody wants to give him the MVP at the start of every season. But... Again, I'm just not buying the Mavs, which I'll actually get into in a little bit at all. I'm just not buying the Mavs. So I'm kind of out on that one. Joel Embiid's not winning it this year. I guarantee you that. Plus 650. Giannis Giannis will be there, plus 550. He'll Mm -hmm. he'll be there for sure. Um, Steph, I think, will be there too. Yeah. I just think Joker's a quality bet right now.
1: I mean, hard to make a case. I certainly couldn't make a case against it. Yeah. No. All
0: right. What else you got?
1: I love me an Aaron Gordon sprinkle for defensive player of the year. Plus (laughs) (laughs) 10,000. Jeez. (laughs) I just, that's another wide open field right there. AG is like heavily undervalued. He's at the same odds as Jokic, actually, which is insane. Um,
0: (laughs) Aaron Gordon's at the same (laughs) odds for Jokic to win (laughs) D-Boy.
1: Aaron Gordon, KD, and Kristaps Porzingis all have the same odds to win Defensive Player of the Year, um, which is, like, truly incredible. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just an odd field, and I think we need to start recognizing those wing defenders, you know? How many other guys can truly guard one through five? Like AG is, I mean, he's in the tippy top one percentile of like incredible NBA defenders. And when you start doing that for a contender who should be, you know, right in the mix to win 55 plus games, I think he will get that consideration. I've been on the Evan Mobley train for this award for like two years now. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still be in on that, but, I just think AG has some real juice in this category.
0: So you're banking on him playing defense at the level he did in the playoffs for the regular season, because if he does like he would be in the conversation,
1: he's their second most durable of the big four, you know, and he's the guy they rely on to play heavy minutes as much as like any other star. That's not Jokic on this team. Uh, so you've got that going for him. I think there'll be more attention on him in those premier regular season games, those premier matchups. And I also don't think it'll be one of those seasons where they lock things up like two weeks into January of the next year. So I think the team will still be playing hard and still have like some attentions, some games that really have like the attention of the national media. Yeah. I just think, uh, you know, he could be in the mix. Okay. Here's my next one.
0: The Nuggets over under is 54 and a half wins. I'm going under. I'm going under mm-hmm. for the first time in the Michael Malone era because That's the bad. Nuggets have hit the over every season under Michael Malone other than 2020. Yep. COVID shortened season. That's eight seasons straight. They won 53 games last year. I'm going to take the under on 54 and a half. Just because, man, the season after a championship yeah. is always just bullshit. The regular season portion of it. 100%. like We know how they're going to enter the season. We know how Nikola Jokic is going to enter the season. I'm sure they'll take their foot off the gas again at the end of mm-hmm. it. They'll have a, a strong middle of the season, I'm sure. But they know they can flip the switch now and That's going to give Michael Malone a a freaking migraine throughout most of the year, (laughs) but it's a fact they can flip the switch, especially on defense. Um, I think the West overall got better. Overall, yep. Yep. I still think the Nuggets are in a tier by themselves in the West, but overall the West got better. Um, but I would just middle take the under
1: the middle class raised itself right and maybe that second tier behind the nuggets improved a little bit lakers suns um, yeah yeah i can see that but your point part of your point i think is there's only two teams in the west whose win totals are over 50 and it's the nuggets at 54 and a half and the suns at 51 and a half mm-hmm. they might be able to clinch the one seed with 52 wins they could you they know, well um, yeah. with job being suspended uh, for all those games, the the Grizz numbers way down. And I mean, teams like the Lakers are going to have to load manage. Interesting. The Clippers are one of the few teams you can't find on this Clippers and Portland and Portland, well, I, I, I'll tell course. you right
0: now, Andre, just. Whatever the Clippers under is, just take it. Just (laughs) just take take the under. Well, that's why they're not giving it to you, right? Like, especially if they trade for James Harden, just take the under.
1: Oh my God, that would be insane. So it's going to be an easy to win West, and yeah, I mean they were flipping a switch last year, and they hadn't, they hadn't, you know, they hadn't won anything. So yeah, now they'll be flipping the switch like crazy. Um, I I won't be taking that, but I I do respect that bet. I think it's a good wager
0: okay uh you got anything else for nuggets
1: for nuggets no because again i think there's like like coach of the year would be a fool's bet i just don't think there's enough like the narrative just isn't there for um coach malone to to really even be a contender i'd love ime udoka in that one but i know the nba would never let that happen for just (laughs) pr reasons um So, no, that's kind of where I'm at with uh, the Nuggets bets on this slate.
0: Here's my last Nuggets bet. Yeah. Jamal Murray, Clutch Player of the Year. Plus 2,500. (laughs) He's 18th on this list, way down. The thing is, there's no parameters to this award. There's no qualifiers you have to hit. You have to... There there are two, I think, actually. You have to hit a couple game-winning shots. You yep. have to have a good narrative and story behind you. That's what and Fox had last year when he won it. Hit some big game winners, was great mm-hmm. in the clutch,
1: yep.
0: and he had a good story behind him. The Kings were surprising. They were an upstart. Great story, great team right. in the regular season. I could see Jamal Murray winning clutch per of the year. I've said it on this podcast like all week. I think next regular season is going to be the regular season for Jamal Murray. Mm. I think he's kind of going to take over this team. I think he might lead the Nuggets in scoring. And I could see him having a lot of big clutch moments early on in the regular season when that narrative gets set and plus 2,500 seems like really good value there.
1: God, I wish you could have uh, to make the all-star game bet. Because that that would be really an amazing bet to place on Jamal Murray. We actually might have to reach out to Bet365 on that one. Maybe we can make that happen. But yeah, I like that narrative, man. I like that narrative. Um, Hopefully he plays enough like you know jamal hasn't had a long history of injuries that have kept him out a long time prior to the last two years right he usually
0: powers through everything right yeah
1: so hopefully that was just a blip in the road and he's back to being um a complete horse yeah love it
0: all right let's hit another break on the other side some nba bets that we feel really good about and then we will get to the long shot segment which i'm very excited for i have, yes. I have some great long shots i want to throw at you uh, guys volo sports the largest social sports company in the uti- entire united states in the entire country we've played in a bunch of volo leagues
1: yeah.
0: uh, bowling league kickball um,
1: pickleball now
0: you're playing in the pickleball league
1: no
0: i was have you played in a, a game yet
1: we got to get the the first game under our belt but i'm hyped man nice hyped,
0: nice yes. excited to hear about that yeah. um registration for volo leagues closing august 3rd sign up before it's too late get your volo pass start playing in leagues as a free agent today make sure to use code dnvr 10 for ten dollars off volosports.com slash denver they've got leagues throughout the city Lodo, Rhino, Uptown, City Park, The Highlands, Sloan's Lake, Cherry Creek, DU, Englewood, Arvada, Aurora, Northfield, no matter where you are, check out Volo Sports, whatever sport you want to play in. Yeah. Like I said, we've played in a bunch of leagues. They got sports for every league. Um, and if you play in the City Park League, everybody just comes to the DNVR bar after and gets absolutely yeah. wild and just drinks a <laughs> bunch of beer.
1: That's exactly <laughs> so uh
0: Volosports.com slash Denver, code DNVR ten for ten dollars off your Volo Pass. Also make sure to check out Kind Love. Kind Love was one of the first dispensaries in Colorado established in 2010. They're known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Authentic Genetics Patient Grow Techniques, one of the highest quality brands in Colorado as well. Uh, They have Stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver, when you come in, mention DNVR. Get the DNVR exclusive discount 25% off all Kind Love Flower pre rolls and their Turbo Joint line. Visit their website as well, kindlove.com. Use the code DNVR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. Of course, they've got the Turbo Joint yes. 0.7 grams of whole bud, 0. 0.3 grams of Turbo Keef. Ridiculously potent, burns so much smoother and other pre-rolls on the market uh, use the code or um, drop in to their store mention dnvr get the dnvr discount 25 percent off all kind of flower pre-rolls and turbo joints nice all right back here dnvr nuggets podcast harrison wind andre simone let's get to some bets from around the association
1: yeah.
0: non-nuggets edition what do you got top of your board
1: I go all in on these regular season wins, and the one I feel best about is the Orlando Magic over 36 and a half. Just think the the bottom of the East is weaker. I like that young core. I like how deep they are. Um, They've got length. They've got some scoring, and they've got some plausible defense. I think Orlando can sniff around 500 and even get um 40 wins this year 36 and a half the over at minus 130 on bet 365 i like that a lot
0: i like that too uh Paolo bancaro coming off rookie of the year yeah um they've got pieces around him now um yeah i mean i like that bet too in a in a mediocre east they can definitely jump up a couple spots yeah exactly uh, my top, play? my top one, Minnesota Timberwolves over 43 and a half wins.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: they won 42 games last year and they had a disaster season. Yeah. Carly Anthony Towns missed most of the year. They were integrating Rudy Gobert. I liked what they did this off season, adding to their bench, mm-hmm. um, the Mike Conley for D'Angelo Russell trade was a good trade for them last season. They're going to start the year off with him this year. Right. I just have a feeling last year was like the worst version of the Timberwolves that we'll see in the Mm -hmm. regular season. And I'm not like super high on their playoff ceiling, but regular season wise, I think Minnesota is going to be better and Anthony Edwards is going to take another jump. I I just see them definitely being better than they were last season, and they won 42 games last year. So I think they can get two more wins than they got last year.
1: That's interesting, and I think you also benefit from the fact that, you know, like NBA Twitter is more intrigued by other hipster teams in the West, like the Thunder, the Jazz, uh, even the you know, the Pellies, the Blazers have a little love. If they were to trade Dame, I bet you they get some buzz. Everyone's yep. in on scoot, stuff like that. It's just, you know, those first seven seeds in the West are are tough. So winning games against those sevens uh hard. But I like the T Wolves there.
0: Yeah. No, on uh yesterday show me and Dev were trying to pinpoint the five teams that were gonna miss the playoffs in the yeah. West. Yeah. And that is hard to do. Because you got the Blazers, the Rockets, and the Spurs, I think you can. Th- those are definitely the three worst teams in the West. Yeah, but I threw the Pelicans in there as well, and I also threw the Mavs in there. So.
1: I mean, I think you kind of have to. That's the crazy thing about the West is in the draft they got all the like superstar upside guys. They all went to the Western Conference. There isn't one team. Now that the Blazers are trying to trade Dame, but like going into the draft, it seemed like maybe every single team in the West was going to try to compete next year. Usually there's like two or three where it's like, no, that team's tanking. Um, Everyone's trying to compete. Everyone has high-end talent. It's a loaded conference, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, What else do you got?
1: Speaking of the West and hipster teams, I'm taking the under four 44 and a half on the thunder. Ooh. I think the hype is just a little too much. I think like finding Chet's natural fit will be a smidge different. Cause like, if they're just sticking him at the five, he's going to have some tough matchups. Uh, Jokic first and foremost, but you know, like even Sabonis over there is, is not going to be an easy matchup. Um, And yeah, I just think like it's easy to talk yourself into all the nice pieces they have, but seeing all like they still need to make that transition from having a bunch of great assets that we all love and could talk ourselves into to like a cohesive team where everything's working naturally and fitting all those team those pieces in seamlessly. Like the overs 44 45 wins, I don't think they're quite there yet.
0: I think that's a great bet man I think that's a great bet. Thank you. We we might have jumped the thunder jumped the gun on the thunder a little bit. I Come on. I think you might be onto something there.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. In the okay, west I mean, a... that, that bottom third of the yeah. west like anything could happen, right?
0: So Oh, for sure. Here's another one for me. Mavs under 44.5 and a half wins. This is just a bet against Kyrie Irving. I think this is going to absolutely blow up in Dallas's face, and it might take, like, three months for it to happen. Yeah. Um, everybody's really high on what the Mavs did this offseason. I'm not that high on what they did this offseason. Yeah. Like, Rashawn Holmes, okay. Right. Like, it's not it's not really doing it for me, I got to say. Grant Williams, yeah. that's a nice signing, but Okay. um Dante Exum I will see we'll see yeah they just drafted a 19 year old seven footer like
1: who couldn't average 10 points in the ACC last year like forget in the Western Conference you know
0: yeah I'm just not a believer in the Mavs with Kyrie Irving I think it's going to be a disaster they won 38 games last year And, and yeah they were tanking at the end of the year but They've got to win seven more games than they did last year to hit the over. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: They just scare me. Cause you know, if they got rid of Kyrie early enough, I could see Luca taking you know, a group of random dudes to 45 wins. We've seen it before, you know, it wouldn't be like that shocking. So that's where yep. that, that scares me at the same time, if they imploded completely and we're a 30 win team and, the storyline next off season is luca wanting out of dallas that wouldn't surprise me either right like i could I, you could say anything about the Mavs next season and i'd be like yeah i, I guess i I could kind of see that um i guess the next bet i like the best is the sun's under 51 and a half
0: okay there's okay. no depth there's not not, not a believer in Cade bates Dion. No,
1: no. I'm okay. Not, I was when we picked them up way back when, but I I've since moved on with my life. Um I'm now, you know, I'm now on to Hunter Tyson and other good things. Uh huff, you know. Um yeah, th- there's no way this team's a 50-win team just with the um track record of injuries KD has, the lack of depth, how top heavy they are, how top, you know, how loaded the west is. And the fact that it's going to take a while to figure this out. I mean, how many new players do they have on this team? Like basically the entire rosters, new dudes who need to figure out how to play with the, you know, the remaining three of Aiton, uh, Booker and KD. And, uh, you know, even KD's still figuring out how to play with these guys. I just think there's going to be a ton of transition and they're not winning 50 games, let alone 52. Uh,
0: Another one for me. Pacers over 35 and a half.
1: Mm.
0: They won 35 games last year and got better. I think added Bruce Brown. Who's just going to play hard in the regular yeah. season and give them a couple wins. Added Obi Toppin, who I'm not like necessarily that high on, but mm-hmm. I think he's a fine regular season guy. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton a year older and like, they're not going to be tanking at all maybe until the very, very end of the season. Yeah. Um, kind of similar to your bet in the East of the magic. I just feel like they'll pile up some wins. 35 and a half. Doesn't seem that hard.
1: Love me some Ben Matherin too. Who knows? Maybe yeah. some time with team Canada. Sometimes those guys come out of international play, take a little jump. Uh, could see that happening with Ben Matherin. I like yeah. that. Um. Let me go. Everyone's going to hate this. I've gotten some love for my other picks. Everyone will hate this, which is what I love about it. I think the Rockets get the over 31 and a half. Okay. Um, All right. I mean, it's an icky pick, right? But A, they have to compete because they don't have that. They don't own their pick next year. I guess it's top four protected I was looking at. And we need to remember, I mean, that's why Houston's been what they've been, as they were purposely tanking. Um, mm-hmm. So that definitely factors into this. You know, two big uh, veteran additions in Van Vliet. Brooks is going to be a decent uh, rotation guy. I am a Sangoon believer, and I thought that draft was awesome. Uh, being able to draft add Thompson and Cam Whitmore, who I was really high on, Um, is cool. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Jalen green trade to come or something like that. And also, you know, Jabari Smith could have a big jump, had a tough rookie season and the upgrade, all of this talent upgrade, young players getting more mature, a real, like genuinely great coach coming to them. And, and just like trying to not have a, you know, a, top 10 pick all that i think leads them to you know they may have 38 wins i'm not saying they're making the playoffs but still that's you know i mean it's it's a big jump from last year but i I think they could do it
0: yeah i like it uh let's hit one more break on the other side some other bets from around the association some long shot bets too yes uh, that i want to give to andre Right after this, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, go to Breckbrew.com, check out the Breck Brew beer locator. If you need to know where to get Breck Brew, just type in your zip code. It shows you where to get Breck Brew closest to you. Uh, we got the Women's World Cup coming up. Of course, yeah. we got tons of stuff planned at the DNVR bar for it. We're having watch parties for every game. Uh, if you can't make it out to the DNVR bar, check out the watch parties at Breck Brew at the farmhouse in Littleton. Uh, They got merch giveaways, 4 to 9.30 p.m., three big screens around the beer garden. Great spot to watch the games if you can't make it to the DNVR bar. Um, Of course, check out all our favorites from Breck Brew, the uh, Avalanche Amber, Mile High City for the Nugs, Bronco's Country Pale Ale, Good Company Hard Seltzers, the Juice Drop IPA, so many favorites. Uh, Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR, the beer of the month, Palisade Peach. $6 at the DNVR. 6 bucks Palisade Peach for the entire month, the Beer of the Month at DNVR. So make sure to check out Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. All right, back here, DNVR Nuggets podcast, Harrison Wind and Andre Simone. Can't Let's worry. wrap up here with some long shot bets. Give it to I've me. I've got um, a couple for most improved player. You ready? Yes. Gabe Vincent, plus 5,000.
1: Whoa. With the Lakers now, right?
0: With the Lakers.
1: Gets the Lakers bump. He might
0: be starting once they trade D'Angelo Russell, which I think they still will. Averaged nine points a game last year. Averaged 13 in the playoffs. Uh, that was with him scoring a combined 15 points over the last three games of the finals, when he absolutely fell off the face of the earth. If he averages like 17, 18 points, which I think is doable starting at point guard for the Lakers. Everybody loves Gabe Vincent. He's going to get the Lakers hype machine uh, bump. I think it's on the table plus 5,000 for Gabe Vincent.
1: Wow. That's wild. (laughs) <laughs> that is wild Harrison. <laughs> okay, what so about
0: down. um Jaden McDaniel's plus 3500 most improved player?
1: Now, that I could see. That I could see. He's a he's a real darling over there and uh I mean, could get some serious minutes. I'm just
0: buying the T-Wolves. I'm I'm buying the T-Wolves especially in the regular season and he could get some low key love for defensive player of the year. And I think yeah. that would help his his most improved player bump. Most improved player is just like wide open. It's absolutely wide open, especially after Lori Markin won it last year, you know?
1: Right. It's kind of like someone you don't see coming. If you love that T-Wolves bump, Anthony Edwards plus 18 Hondo to be the clutch player. That might be, there might be some love there.
0: Yeah, potentially. Um, let's see here. I got some more, most improved player, uh, Tyrese Halliburton plus 4,000. If the Pacers kind of like start the year off really hot Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, top five, six seed or so. Yeah. I could see him getting a lot of love. I mean, he would be just the guy on that team if they're playing well. Also, Franz Wagner plus 3,300 third year guy. Kind I like of on that. the cusp of being mainstream. The magic, your magic could be yes. like the Oklahoma City Thunder of last year. Everybody's yep. sexy side piece team. So I could see that too.
1: Like that. Ben Matherin, another guy who might be intriguing there at plus
0: 6,600.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, um, you got votes. any? I am in on Scoop plus 350 rookie of the year. Okay yeah i think it's uh everyone's in on like the scoot good vibes as dame forces his way out of town you know and it'll be an exciting backcourt young backcourt that we sell ourselves on and scoot will just have the keys and do like you know be putting up kind of some empty calorie stats uh tyreek evans style and uh yeah like i could see him putting up a 26 and four and a bunch of highlights of dunking over bigs and you know just running away with that award chet's another intriguing one but again i think the thunder will have more complications than we intend we expect
0: don't mind that don't mind that um mvp a couple long shots sga plus 2200 Now, like, I don't think he's going to win it because the Mm -hmm. Thunder aren't going to be good enough. But you could throw a bet in now and then cash out on it because the Thunder could have, like, a hot start to the year. Like, SGA, he just made all NBA first team. So he's he could have that similar momentum. Um, And then I put Anthony Edwards on here, plus 5,000 MVP.
1: (sighs) Wow. That'd be crazy if Ant was even a contender. Uh, Jamal Murray plus seven thousand to win the MVP? Huh. That's nuts.
0: What do you think about my Jamal Murray take that this could this could be the year of Jamal, him leading the team in scoring, him kind of becoming the voice, of, uh, the heart and soul, like him kind of taking ownership of this team during the regular season. What do, What do you think about that potentially?
1: It's a good sell. I do wonder if after winning the chip, how much motivation is there going to be, especially in the first half of the regular season, to really put it on him? But at the same time, if he's feeling good, there is something where, like, once you win a championship, it kind of unlocks a bit of a confidence and killer instinct that um, just comes out more regularly. It's just so hard with yoke on the team you know like yoke is yeah. so efficient he kind of overshadows everything. So um I sell myself on it and then I, I see the crux and the the thinking as well. I'm on the fence with this one Harrison.
0: Yeah, I really am. see the motivation after winning a championship is a big question mark,
1: mm-hmm. particularly
0: in the regular season. I just get the sense that Jamal Murray is as motivated as ever to prove everybody wrong. Like he's got his confidence back and now he just wants to kill everybody in his path.
1: Yeah. I mean, he does love ball. And I mean, we saw it throughout even parts of the regular season last year where there was still like some longing to be the old Jamal and the kind of joy that was just like pouring out of him with how great it was to see old Jamal um, in the whole run in the, in the playoffs. So yeah, I could see that. I mean, he was there warming up with the rookies before Summer League, right? Like, nothing tells you he's ready for this season like that.
0: I know. I think he's in Denver right now, actually.
1: That's crazy. Still. still. I mean, and look, the, the haters will get louder and louder as we get closer with the, the Nuggets just got worse this off season, so that'll just be more fuel to the fire.
0: <sighs> exactly. Uh, you got anything else before we get out of here?
1: I had a couple other over under wins. If you will allow me to pitch them your way jazz over 36 and a half. You in?
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely the jazz are going to be feisty. Very feisty.
1: I think the jazz are really intriguing in that sense. Um, and the oh i kind of think the kings over 44 and a half is an easy win
0: it's it's a pretty low number considering what they did last year i'm yeah. i'm thinking there's a kings regression coming
1: but mm. i don't know if
0: they're going to regress below that per se i
1: i just think with memphis maybe losing a step the lakers clippers you never know what to expect that of all the top seeds, that might be the one who just kind of levitates up a little bit. Also, it's great for the nuggets to have them as a top three seed. Love the Kings.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Hey, thanks for hopping on today. I appreciate it. Yes. Some great bets to potentially think about heading into next season. Uh, Follow Andre on Twitter. Um, just if you're subscribed to the dnvr youtube channel you'll probably see him <laughs> be on right. a show that's right. maybe later today maybe tomorrow <laughs> right, uh, he's sure. at andre simone dnvr bets i think he's on the dnvr broncos podcast tomorrow hosting it yep. so make yep. sure to check him out there and uh, thanks for tuning in everybody we'll be back tomorrow with another episode talk to you guys then